I'm probably not necessarily going to be a politician or start a charity. What I know I'm very good at is leadership, creating community and coaching people mm -hmm. to play bigger games themselves. Yeah. And that's how I can help. That's how you can help. And now it seems really bloody obvious <laughs> because hindsight is a beautiful Ooh, thing. Hi, my name is Emily Chadbourne and welcome to Behind the Change, a podcast to inspire hope. Because let's be honest, sometimes it feels like the whole world has gone to shit. But here at Behind the Change, we speak to amazing humans who are doing really great things to make this world a better place. We find out what drives their leadership, what beliefs hold them firm in turbulent times, and what it really takes to grow their businesses and organizations to create even more impact. If you'd like to support our guests and little old me, then please share the episodes that you love. Rate and review because it really does help more people find us. And you can head to the show notes to join Behind the Scenes, a membership where you get bonus podcast episodes from me, exclusive access to a mini cast from every single guest, and heaps of other bonus content too. It's only $7 a month, and it goes a really long way to supporting this podcast and the guests that we are honoured enough to speak to. Thanks for listening. Hello, hello. Welcome to the very first episode of Behind the Change. This is a podcast that shares voices of the change makers with the intention of giving hope to our listeners. So this is a bit of an interesting first episode because I am not going to normally be the host. So let me introduce myself and then I'm going to tell you a little bit about why I am here today. So my name is Carly and I am actually the host's coach and peer and very good friend. So the host of this podcast, as you probably already know, will normally be Emily Chadbourne. And we thought for the very first episode of this podcast that it would be really fun for someone else to interview her about what this podcast is all about, what she's here to do, and essentially like where this podcast is going to be going. So we're going to dive in today. And I know a lot of the audience of this podcast will probably already know you, but do you want to start by introducing yourself and the mission that this podcast is on? Yes. Hello. Thank you. First and foremost, Carly, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Hello. My name is Emily Chabon and I am the host of Behind the Change. I am here with a huge mission to share as many voices as I can of people who are making real sustained and, and systematic change in the world. I want to be able to give voice to the amazing work that's being done so that you, the gorgeous listener, can feel hope. Because it's not until we feel hope that we're going to be galvanized into taking any action to make any change. So that's the premise of this podcast. And yeah, Carly has helped me so much in my business and in my own personal and professional development to get to this point and that's a bit about what we're going to talk about today oh my god so good can I just say like I haven't seen you beam the way that you were just beaming as you were introducing that like that was such a joy to watch oh, like thank you you guys are about to hear now the the story behind this podcast and the story behind this shift in mission for M. so I know a lot of you will come be coming to this podcast with you know, a history with them. You know her, you've probably worked with her in some capacity, you might have listened to her previous podcast, you might know her from the Unashamedly Human brand. And Emily and I, as she just mentioned, we are in Turkey at the moment, 
we've been traveling together for the last week, although it feels like it's been far longer than that with all of the shifts and transformations that we've both been going through and the conversations that we've been having. I mean, take two coaches on holiday and see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) It's been pretty big. There's been lots of like, ah, moments. Yeah, exactly. And so probably the biggest thing to come out of these conversations that we've been having in the last week has been a really big shift in M's mission and her awareness of the impact that she wants to have on the world around her. So I'm going to get her to tell this story because she's such an amazing storyteller. Do you want to start from the start and tell us the story behind why this podcast exists and how it came to be? And not only that, but also, I guess, how this podcast is now part of the bigger mission that you're here to walk out. Yeah. So it probably started with the pandemic, if Mm. I'm going to be honest. We're going back that far? We're going back that far. Let's go to the beginning. Um, Mm. When the pandemic hit, I was already working as a coach and I was working in small group coaching programs. One of the things I became really aware of was my ability to build really beautiful and safe communities Mm. and then the pandemic hit and I was like okay community is where this is going to be at and not a community where you know you have a six week or an eight week or Mm. even a six month course Mm. but like a community that is always there for you Mm -hmm. and that's when I birthed uh, the hub which was later known Mm. as Amplify which was a, a really safe space for women to come and learn about self-leadership, learn about personal development, spirituality, how they're showing up in the world, Mm. the relationship that they were forging with themselves. And I love that community Mm. so hard. It has just been such a joy and an honor to work with women and see those transformations. Mm. And I suppose, I mean, I can't even put a, a time on it because the grumbling started so quietly that I didn't even define it as a grumbling until Mm. sort of the last couple of months probably Mm. it's been a really slow build of just something not feeling particularly fulfilling Mm -hmm. and that was a strange experience for me because Mm. I've always quite quite felt quite fulfilled in Mm. the work that I have done and the people Mm. that I've been helping And so I tried to think about what it could be. And the only way that I could think at the time was outwards, Mm. more people, more Mm. clients, more Mm -hmm. money. Mm -hmm. That's how you make more impact. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't working. Mm. It didn't feel good. And if it doesn't feel good, where's the point? Exactly. And alongside all of this, I think there've just been such huge world events happening recently. And I have been feeling quite helpless Mm. with some of those. I think as a white woman, it has been quite hard sometimes to know how to help, Yeah, which is ironic because as a white woman, I'm one of the most privileged in yeah. our society, but what right? Do do? But what do I do with that? Yeah, And how do I use that in a way that isn't offensive, mm-hmm. that I don't feel a bit shameful mm-hmm. about? Mm-hmm. Like, what do I do with it? Yeah, And because I don't want to be a politician, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe, maybe that's <laughs> in the cards, maybe one day. I don't want to be a politician and I don't really want to start a charity Mm. and, you know, I don't really see myself as like a grassroots organiser of of anything. Yeah. And I don't feel particularly called to a single mission, you know, there's so much, there's so many things that need to be changed. So what do I do with that? Like, how do I direct that? Mm. And I think because I didn't really have clarity on that, I just let myself get riled up in my own personal life about it you know, another thing would happen or another thing would hit the headlines or another war would break out or another injustice would become apparent. 
And instead of actually doing anything with it, I just kind of sat in the yeah. frustration with it and the despondency, yeah. I think, is a really good yeah. word for it. And then we came to Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Which has been a whole experience Which in and is, of itself. <laughs> I mean, who knew? Who, who knew? knew it was all going to unravel in Turkey? <laughs> and you and I started having conversations mm. because not only are you a very dear friend and a very wise woman, but mm-hmm. you, I also have the great privilege of calling you my, my business coach. Mm. And so we've been having these conversations over hummus and in the sunshine and being massaged and being tourists yeah and I think I think you asked me what really is it that I what impact do I really want to be Mm. making Mm -hmm. and I've been asked that question so many times in my professional life it's like coaching 101 isn't it like what what impact do you want to make Mm. and I don't think it was really until I I got some perspective through distance Mm -hmm that I was able to say whatever I do next has got to be bigger than me Mm. Mm -hmm. and it wasn't feeling like it was bigger than me it was just feeling like it was all about me it was like the same but more of it the same but more yeah yeah it was horizontal growth it wasn't vertical growth and yeah it was actually really all about me yeah as much as I say I was serving my clients and I was. Your business goals were about you. But my business goals were about me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it wasn't feeling good. It takes a lot to admit that. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. I'm learning that I have to admit a yeah. lot in, yeah. this new, <laughs> in this new path I'm taking. <laughs> so that's kind of how the conversation started yeah. in Istanbul. Sorry, I've got, some, I've got some things open that I should have closed. That's how that conversation started in Istanbul. And, and now here we are. A week on. A week on. And you have pretty much an entirely new business model. Completely new business model. And I had to have a really honest conversation with myself about what would feel like I am making a change in the world. And while I, like I said, I'm probably not necessarily going to be a politician or start a charity, what I know I'm very good at is leadership, creating community and coaching people Mm -hmm. to play bigger games themselves. Yeah. And that's how I can help. That's how you can help. And now it seems really bloody obvious <laughs> because hindsight is a beautiful Ooh, thing. Yeah. But I was really struggling to connect those dots yeah. for a really, really long time. And as a result, I felt really helpless. Mm. So sometimes I think there is real power in just recognizing where your own mm. strengths lie and mm-hmm. knowing that you don't always need to be the face of yeah. something that is changing, but that you can be the driving force that helps that thing change or helps that person create that change. Yeah. And so the moment that dropped in for me, the moment I was like, I can take everything that I am really bloody good at Mm. and I can support someone else to make the changes that I myself might not necessarily be the face of. Then I was like, well, okay, there's a, this opens up the potential for me to create a conversation Mm. where other people who may be feeling like I was feeling this time last week, which is like, look at the fucking state of the world. What What do we do do? about it? I feel helpless in it. And when we feel helpless, we tend not to take any action because where's the point? Mm -hmm. And so that's when Behind the Change was born. It was birthed in a hammam. (laughs) As we were were both naked, being beaten with a soapy towel, looking at each other going like, is this meant to be relaxing? And then I was like, what about Behind the Change as a podcast title? Across at Carly. Um, And that's how this podcast came to be. Yeah. A, a, a safe space for people to come 
and explore what it is that they can do to help to be inspired by the action that other people are taking Mm -hmm. so that they can come back to a place of hope so that they can take their own action no matter how small that is in their own families in their own communities and of course we know that if everyone took a little bit of action in their own community that's how we create global change Mm -hmm. what tends to happen is people look at what needs to happen on a mass scale and feel like I'm a drop in the ocean so where's the point and I think that's what my intention behind this podcast is that I showcase as many voices Mm. from as many people doing as many things and someone is going to hear a particular episode and be like oh I can get behind that I can have that conversation with so and so at work or I can speak to my children about that or there's something that I need to reflect on with myself about that And I think one of the really important things for me personally, but also for the mission at large, is that we are not getting it right all the time. And that is okay as long as we are willing to do better. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to tell a quick story Mm -hmm. about what happened Mm -hmm. the other day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Carly and I were sat down in the sunshine and I was sort of just dictating to her (laughs) as she was writing down like a list of my absolute like biggest dream guests for this podcast yeah and at the end of it Carly looked at me and she said can I reflect something back at you and I said yes of course please and she said everybody on this list is a white female and that was something that really caught my breath yeah like there was a moment honestly that was one of the many moments that I've had where I was like who do I think I am I can't do this I'm not I don't have the right to have these conversations and then I was like no this is why it's important that I'm doing this work because I consider myself to be not racist, (laughs) but here I am showing that I have internalized racism. That's right. And that doesn't mean that I hate a particular race of people. No. It's just that this is my internalized conditioning. There's bias. There's bias there. And I have to be able to have the self-management and the self-leadership to be able to have that conversation with myself without feeling like oh god I'm a terrible person I need to hide behind a rock that's right I have to be brave and I have to be open and I have to say okay this is where but where I see I have to do work Mm -hmm. and I'm going to have the conversations and I'm going to have the conversations with other people and Mm -hmm. I'm going to have the conversations with myself Mm -hmm. and I'm going to have those conversations publicly and I'm going to hold myself to account to make the change yes and, and it's so, uncomfortable and it's uncomfortable and it's also okay that it's, it's okay that it's uncomfortable because the whole reason why so many of us are not making change is because we are too comfortable the people who can make the change are the ones with the privilege 100% and by making the change we start taking away our privilege absolutely the system is working for me because look I'm a, I'm a middle class white woman yeah so stick a dick on me and that's the only way that I get yeah. to be more privileged than I am right yeah. now yeah so that is going to be uncomfortable ones. for me yeah. to have a look at at times and to recognize that the systemic issues that are happening around me actually work in my favor mm-hmm. so I have to be brave enough to have those conversations with myself and with the world at large yeah because otherwise it's not going to change no and we can you know pretend that we're doing something by choosing the paper straw and not the plastic straw when mm. we go and buy our boost juice but mm. that's and it's great we should all be doing those but things there's more but there's so much more there's always more and it's and it and it could be an uncomfortable conversation and I want to create a really safe space through demonstrating that myself mm. where people can come and have a little look on the inside and yeah. and not feel ashamed yeah. but feel like oh, okay 
I could do this differently. Yeah. I could have this conversation differently. Or I could be more inclusive here. Mm. Or I could have this conversation with the HR department or yeah. with my boss or as a leader myself. Yeah. You know, I haven't thought about this or that or the other thing. Mm. So that piece is also equally as important for me on a personal and on a on a gross level. Yeah, and so something that we have spoken about a lot over the last few days has been, you know, personal development, or at least in our lives, it's we live and breathe it. And there are a lot of people who I would say are almost a little bit addicted to personal development, and they go course after course, thing after thing. They're like very navel gazing mm. for lack of a better term and whilst that can have its massive benefits there comes a point at which you have to do something with that personal development yeah you have to take it to the next level do you want to talk a little bit about like what you see and think and experience as what the potential is there yeah so I think that was reflected back to me twofold number one with my own clients mm-hmm it's wonderful to build a community of raving fans, mm. as we call them. Great for your ego. Really great for my ego mm-hmm. and really lovely to to get to know these women and, and to see the changes that they are making in their own lives. Because let's not belittle that. Because like, let's not huge. belittle that. It is yeah. huge. If you can yeah. get yourself to a place where you start building belief in yourself and when you begin to see yourself as whole and not mm. broken, and that's massive. Yeah. In a world that loves to tell us that we need to be fixed. Absolutely. That's massive. Yeah. So, yeah, never ever want to distract from the enormity of that. But what I was finding was that in my own business, I was just doing the same thing mm-hmm. over and over and over and mm-hmm. over again. I could dress it up with a different mm-hmm. brand and I mm-hmm. could de- dress it up with a different title, but it, I was teaching the same, the same thing. thing. And so my clients were just learning the same thing. Mm. And there's a massive difference between understanding a concept and then embodying a concept. Mm -hmm. And they're very different things with very different outcomes. And I was just teaching, Mm -hmm. teaching and teaching and teaching and teaching. I wasn't learning. Mm -hmm. I wasn't growing. Mm -hmm. I wasn't pushing myself. And so, of course, that then is reflected back in how the people inside my community were showing up for themselves and for their own communities. That's right. And so for me, it was quite a a deep inhale to admit that, (laughs) Mm. and then a really deep exhale to realize that there was a different way, Mm. and that is application. Mm. So what are we doing? We learn all these tools about self-leadership. We learn all these tools about finding our voice and feeling like we're allowed to be seen and giving ourselves permission. Mm. What do we do with that? And it can have great effects just in your average day-to-day life, but like, what if we push that out further? What if we really test the boundaries and really push ourselves to the edge of having our voices heard and being seen and not just asking more of ourselves, but asking more for ourselves and if we Mm. ask more for ourselves what else can we create in the communities Mm. around us and so it feels like it's been a really long time coming because I feel like I have been spinning wheels and being a bit stagnant in the conversations that I have been having over Mm. the last few months but this definitely feels like the next progression of that which is okay like let's stop talking about the concepts of oneness and Mm. spirituality let's stop talking about 
being brave let's stop talking about the things that might have been holding us back yeah let's stop talking about all of our limiting beliefs like let's smash those fucking things out yeah. of the park and go and do something with them like yeah. let's create motion let's create energy let's create vibrancy around those things yeah. and then we get to uncover this even bigger part of ourselves that we didn't even know existed and mm. um, I think it can be it can get really comfortable really quickly you know especially in those early days of personal spiritual development or those early days of business when like everything is fucking scary yeah. you know like yeah everything is scary starting your own business is scary or standing up for yourself is scary setting boundaries for the first time is scary mm. and so we've worked so hard to get away from that scary <laughs> yeah. feeling and to, and to find a place where we can feel certain and safe and comfortable. Yeah. And then what happens is that certain and safe and comfortable space begins to stop feeling certain and safe and comfortable yeah. and it becomes in a weird way to be uncomfortable and that's when we realize we need to push ourselves into the next edge of being uncomfortable. being uncomfortable that's right when comfortable gets uncomfortable you've got to fucking move you've got to move and sometimes you've got to make the comfortable uncomfortable so that Absolutely. you move as well yeah something that is a really important distinction I think to make as well is like there is a difference between doing personal development work for yourself mm. versus doing it for somebody else and for something else that you believe yeah. in you know if you've spent any time at all in the coaching space in the online space you will have seen the way that a lot of programs and coaching programs and stuff are marketed. And it's all about what do you, like you mm. get as the consumer and that's how people buy. Yeah. We have been trained to buy on what is good for me, Yeah, but that's what's killing the world. And that's what's creating a whole lot of, you know, so many, what's, what's what has created so much, you know, inequality and lack of harmony in the world. And we have to start making decisions that are outside of ourselves. Yeah. So yes, while it's personal development, it's personal development with a reason outside of ourselves. Yes. And here's the irony, right, around that, mm. is that in spirituality and in personal development, we talk a lot about the death of the ego. Yeah. We talk a lot yeah. about not being in ego or mm. not letting the ego control us. And yet that's how we market to people. Yeah. It's all through ego, yeah. you know, earn more money, have mm -hmm. the life that you desire, you know, all of these kind of like lifestyle yeah. conversations that we have like you can have it all but what that yeah. really means is you can have it yeah. all <laughs> like, yeah. as opposed to like we can come together to create a world that is better for everybody yeah and that will involve at some point some really hard conversations that we have to yeah. have with ourselves yeah, nice. as privileged yeah. people yeah yeah. I'm willing to have the hard conversations. Absolutely. Yeah. And that does take self-management. That does it take does. personal development yeah. and spirituality. That does, and uh, spirituality is such an abstract term. Yeah. My understanding of spirituality is understanding yourself as something that is bigger than you. So, you know, that is a conversation that you need to be able to have with yourself in the quiet, mm. in your, with, you know, in, in the dark with yourself and to hear all of the stuff that is going to come up that says no, I don't want to give up this, or no, I don't yeah. want the system to change that works in my favor, yeah. or, you know, I'll fight for that cause, but only if it feels like my cause, yeah. you know, all of those sorts of conversations, like that does take self-management, yeah. and it does take um, a certain amount of maturity mm. to be able to have that conversation with yourself without sinking into shame or without yeah. sinking into blame. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, like that level of self-leadership mm. just opens the door for so much yeah. for the people it around does. us yeah. and for the planet at large yeah 
And I think there will be people listening to this going, oh my God, I've been doing it all for me. Oh, I've, I had to have that conversation this week. And, and that's okay. Yeah. Like, you don't want to make the decision to start doing this for someone else from a place of shame. No. So if you're listening to this going, oh my God, I've been doing it all for me. I've been, you know, head in the sand, only focused on what I can get out of this. That's okay. Like, at some point you are going to be motivated towards doing this for somebody else. And it's important for you to start asking that question. Yeah. Because at at some point you're going to realize it's not fulfilling. It's not fulfilling. At some point you are going to realize that. Yeah. Like achieving the lifestyle brings nothing to you. No, it doesn't. But it's an interesting dichotomy as well, because you and I have had this conversation too. Like you can, you can be doing incredible work in the world and you're allowed to be wealthy and you're allowed to have an incredible lifestyle at the same time. And the world actually kind of needs you to do all of those things because like, yes, while you might not need it for, for an egoic perspective, you might not need it to feed your ego, but like by you doing that, you are allowing yourself to get bigger, like to give more to the people who follow you. You give permission for them to do the same and at the same time do incredible work. Mm. You and I have spoken a lot about, it's very well known that, you know, money in the hands of women is incredibly powerful. Mm. Money in the hands of communities who are otherwise normally disadvantaged is incredibly powerful. We have to balance the economic power and you know, the way that you do that is by following the mission that's important to you yeah. and doing the work around that, that allows you to have the money too, which I know you're going to be doing a lot with your new mastermind too. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes. Yeah. So the thing that is really exciting for me is helping the people who are on the ground doing that type of mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. And there are some things, some observations that I have made over my years and years of coaching people in the leadership space. Yeah. And those observations are that quite often there is a disharmony between the work that we do and the life that we have. Mm. And so giving ourselves permission to live in real fulfillment in both sides, both, mm. our, both our professional and our personal life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, there's always there's always stuff around money that comes mm. up, I think, always. especially when we work in those spaces where we are potentially working with marginalized or disadvantaged communities. And we see that, you know, there's so desperate need in need of funding here. Mm. And there's, you know, people here who are going without, and then, Mm. you know, we go back to our nice houses Mm. and we begin to feel again, that shame and that guilt. And so it's about creating a bridge between those two worlds Mm. where we can live satisfactorily with both. Mm. Mm -hmm. And then of course there is the, the next layer of being seen, the next layer of being heard and management of self and management of the people around us. Mm -hmm. Um, recognizing that there will always be resistance to Mm -hmm. the mission that we are on and Mm -hmm. there will not always be people around us who are in line with our mission and our purpose. How do we manage those? How Mm -hmm. do we have those conversations? How do we have that level of conflict resolution? And of course, then that internal perspective, which is where do I see my own bias here Mm, mm -hmm. and how do I deal with that so that I can continue to be a better leader and and to continue to show up for the mission at large. Mm. So I'm really excited about working really closely and intimately with those people. So yeah, I feel like there's so much more to drop in and I don't necessarily have clarity around lots of other projects that I know I'm going to be called to do inside of this space. But the podcast and that mastermind I'm absolutely clear on mm. and executing immediately. So immediately, yeah, so good. That so it feels really good. We're recording this what a week 
after the first conversation probably that we had yeah and maybe only a couple of days after we actually created clarity around what it was that you were going to be doing which is pretty amazing so you can take action a lot faster than sometimes we think that we can right yeah and again I think when we don't have when it's bigger than us Mm. that's when taking action feels weirdly easier that doesn't mean that it's not scary and it doesn't mean that there's not that internal voice that's like what if you fuck it up yeah of course because I'm human yeah but I think yeah waiting for all of the answers Mm. or thinking that we have to know more before Mm. we take action I think that's a really dangerous space because I think in that gap of time that's when you will you will naturally build your own resistance. Of you will produce reasons yeah. not to. Ex- your absolutely. excuses will come into play. And some of those excuses and some of that, I call it cock blocking, <laughs> when you just cock block yourself. You know, that is really elegant stuff sometimes. You can't oh, yeah. see it. Like, so I'm so good at listening to my oh, own yeah. excuses and believing them, genuinely believing yeah. them. So, um, yeah, I think change happens when we don't give ourselves too much time to try and work out how that change is going to happen necessarily. Just go for it. You just go for it. And it's okay to be messy. It's okay to get it wrong. Completely. It's okay that we're all learning. As long as you keep trying to do better and better and better. Just keep trying to do better. And I also think it's really important to to recognize that like the world around us is always changing. Totally. You know, when you even look at like the terminology that we use Mm. in comparison to two years ago. Oh, yeah. Let alone what we were saying 10 years ago. You know, there there is always, the world around us is changing so rapidly. It's never changed so quickly across any lifespan that we've ever had as human Mm. beings. So... You know, it is okay yeah. that we're all um, constantly figuring it out. Yeah. And, like, we should just surrender to the fact that we're always going to be constantly figuring it out yeah, in absolutely. order to do it. And we're always going to be behind the change. It's how do you want to be behind the change? Do you want to be part of the change that you want to see? Mm. Or are you going to keep contributing to the, the change, change that, that is ever-evolving that you don't want to see? So you're always behind the change. Always behind the change. So good. So I have um, a few last questions to ask you. Mm-hmm. So just a little bit of context for you listeners. Um, Em's going to be asking these last three questions to all of the guests who do come on the podcast so I get to ask them to her now which is so good <laughs> and the irony is as you said that I was like shit why didn't I think about the answers to these questions so I'm literally on the spot now I promise so if good. you come on as a guest I'll give you these in advance you can <laughs> think about them love it okay so what have you learned about yourself in this journey um I have learned that I have to be really honest with myself mm. I have learned that I can play a much bigger game and have much more impact than I ever thought was possible. Mm-hmm. I think I, up and literally up until this last week, thought that I was limited in the change that I could see because I didn't view myself as a change maker, mm. but that's not what change is. No. Like change is a state of mind. Mm. It's not necessarily about um, leading the charge Mm. it can just be that part of being part of the charge absolutely and so I think yeah so what have I learned about myself yeah I think that I am more powerful than I thought I was yeah yeah totally such a good learning what have you had to choose to believe 
that I am worthy and loved even when I'm getting it wrong. Mm. Because I think sometimes I'm absolutely 110% sure I can absolutely guarantee you that I'm going to have a conversation on this podcast and a guest is going to call me out and be like, you cannot say that. And here's the reason. And every single part of me is going to shrink. Every single part of me is going to want to cry. And I'm going to feel like I'm not good enough. Mm. No one likes me. I'm going to get hate mail. Like all of that is going to tumble down into my brain in like a split second, less than. Yeah. I'm going to have a visceral response when that happens. And I have to believe that I am still worthy and Mm. I am still loved even when I'm getting it wrong because otherwise I won't try to get it wrong. Exactly. When I say try to get it wrong, what I mean is... You won't try. I won't try. Yeah. Yeah, in the fear of getting it wrong. Yeah. And if we're not trying, then what we're doing is we're getting behind the change of the stuff that we don't want to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we have to be willing to give it a go. Yeah. And what a gift for everybody listening to see you make those mistakes yeah and learn from them learn from your mistakes yeah rather than accidentally doing it themselves yeah yeah so i know this is going to be a really long list (laughs) (laughs) whose voices are you really excited to share on the podcast yeah so i mean i have got a wish list of people that i would love uh to to come on Mm. Uh, but i think in like general terms yeah i'm really excited to have Um, conversations with people who are going to teach me and the listeners more about our own bias. Mm. I think that's really important. I'm excited to hear the stories of people who have had their own lived experience Mm. um, that might not have been great, Mm. either in um, systemic issues. Maybe they couldn't get funding for their kids Mm. and they've decided to take that into their own hands and Mm -hmm. do something about it. Um, where they've seen injustice and they've decided to do something about it. People who are in great positions of power, who mm. are policy change makers and politicians and people who are like literally their faces are standing for the change mm. that we want to see. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about speaking to people who are working inside their communities in a really intimate way, but yeah. also I'm really excited to push that spectrum out to the other end and like, Jacinda Arden, if you are listening, I'd love to speak to you. She's my, if ever you guys listen to a podcast episode and I'm interviewing Jacinda Arden, then please, please, please remember this moment, which is when I very first started the manifesting ball rolling. You know, people who are in those um, positions of high visibility. Yeah. Um, Because I think what will also be really interesting is that what's happening with those people who are in positions of high visibility and those people who are working really grassroots in those intimate ways in their communities is the similarities will be so great like we're all human everybody starts somewhere everybody starts somewhere everyone's got the same fears everyone's got their same shit um and the thing that can really galvanize people into those positions of high change Mm. is their desire Mm. their desire to see the world Mm. be a better place Mm -hmm. um and in that way we're no different yeah we're no different whether you are a politician whether you're the ceo of amnesty international or whether you have started your own charity from the seat front seat of your own house you know because your kid couldn't get funding for whatever they needed funding for like we're all the same yeah there's no hierarchy no. when it comes to this work. Everybody has the ability to be. Everybody has the ability to get behind the change they want to see. And you know what's beautiful is that 
even the listeners of this podcast are behind the change too. Absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent. You guys, just by being here, you're behind the change. You are, you are choosing to be part of the change that you want to see. Something is going to seep into your subconscious and Mm. at some point it is going to translate to a behavioral, a a moment of behavior, a moment of decision where you choose to do something differently. Or speak to somebody differently. Speak to somebody differently, call somebody up to a new conversation, Mm. do something slightly differently that is going to make a difference. Yeah. And I don't know the exact amount of people on the planet at the moment, but I think it's somewhere around 8 billion. Something like that. So if 8 billion people had a slightly different conversation tomorrow, if 8 billion people chose not to use that plastic straw, if 8 billion people asked to see something different, whether that's the way that they consume, whether Mm. that's the conversation that they have, that's how we make massive, massive global impact. Mm. But in order for 8 billion people to be galvanized, we need hope. We need hope. And that's why we're here. And that's why we're here. That's what Behind the Change is all about. What a beautiful place to leave our very first episode. Thank you so much for interviewing me. Do you like how I'm already referring to this as our our podcast? (laughs) I'm not even going to be on the rest of them, you guys. Like, it's just Emily. (laughs) It has been an honour to have you on the first one. Thank you so much. What an honour to interview you for the first one. I, you know, I'm actually not really a podcast listener, even though I have my own podcast, surprisingly. But I'm going to be listening to every episode of this ep- of this podcast. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. It takes a team. It takes a team. It takes a team. And it may take a week in Turkey, but we got there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for joining us for the very first episode of Behind the Change. It's been an absolute joy, and I will be so excited to see the rest of this play out. Thank you so much. And if anybody has anyone that they would like to nominate as a guest please feel free to um, email info at emilychadbourne.com. You can follow me on Instagram, mchadborn, and send me a DM. I'm always looking for amazing guests for this show, so thank you very much for listening. And I just want to finish off this episode with another shout-out to Carly Anna. She is such a dear friend of mine. I'll just let you know that she's an excellent travel buddy. Um, And she is a phenomenal, phenomenal coach. Everybody should have a coach. We've all got shit that we need to work through. We all need guidance. We all need to learn how to get out of our own way. Now, if you are a business owner, if you have a product or run a service that is designed to make this world a better place, if you are mission-centered, purpose-centered in your business and you would like to know how to make more profit, how to make more impact how to reach more people how to help more people then please do get in touch uh, with me you can email info at emilychadbourne.com and me or one of my team will get in touch with you about the various courses programs and coaching packages that I can offer to help you grow your impact driven business okay now one other thing that I want to tell you about really quickly is that my team and I have created something really special for people who want a little bit more from this podcast. Behind the Scenes is a membership where you get bonus podcast episodes from me. You also get exclusive access to mini cast episodes from each guest. So after each interview, I ask the guest a spicy little question that is specifically for members of Behind the Scenes. And there's other amazing bonus content too, including access to friends group on Instagram and monthly Q&As. It's only $7 a month and it does go a really long way to supporting the Behind the Change podcast and the
the guests that we are honoured enough to speak to every single week. Thanks for listening and head to the show notes if you want any more information about how to work with me or behind the scenes. Thank you.